Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? You ready? I was born ready. Alrighty then. Hold on to your butt. For more than five years, they've been entertaining you with their discussions on classic films, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Now, in a time of gatekeepers and toxic fandom, they are waving the banner of inclusion, opening the conversation, and letting all perspectives be heard. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fascinating. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. The show that knows, if you're thinking about Captain Kirk and his whiskey, how much Jim Beam would Jim Beam if Jim could beam Jim Beam? You my have name, no shame, sir. My, my name is uh, my name is Sean Ray, and going uh, clockwise, we have toss a coin to your witch. Uh, hi, I'm Rick. <laughs> I'm Virginia. Uh, I'm Scott. Awake, unlike last episode. <laughs> and I'm Chris. Awake, unlike the last time I spoke to Scott. <laughs> I cannot believe how long did you guys go after we shut down? I have absolutely zero memory. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I went for about an hour and a half. Chris made it m- almost forty-five minutes. <laughs> so yeah, so, secret uh, shame. Not so secret shame. <laughs> so we're continuing our our Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe ranking this week. We're figuring out which Marvel movie is the best by comparing them one by one. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, then go back and listen to that first because we did phase one and two, and we determined that uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is the best of those movies, and what we're going to do is we're going to find out what the best movie is in phase three, and then we're going to, it'll go up against this movie, and we'll determine which movie is the uh, is the best out of the entire series. And we have a wild card for this one because there's only 11 movies in Phase 3. So I'm going to give one of you guys a superpower. And I'll tell you what your superpower will be, but first we have to determine which one of you is going to get it. So I have a couple of trivia questions. I'm going to ask a trivia question. If only one of you knows the answer, then that person will get it and we won't worry about the other ones. If none of you know it, then we'll ask another question. If I ask all three of them and either nobody knows the answer, or uh, if nobody knows the answer, then I'll just have to pick somebody. <laughs> so, I, I, I was told there would be no math. <laughs> there's, no, there's no math. So question number one, what was the name of the character? What was the name of the kid in Iron Man 3? The character, not the actor. Does anybody know? Say your name if you know. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> okay. I, I should remember this one. I, an- I doubt even the kid knows his name. <laughs> the answer is Harley Keener. Um, okay, second question. What is the name of the AI that replaced Jarvis? 
that was uh, Friday. Okay, so Scott gets the superpower. So here's your superpower. At any point in the game, when we when we do a, a round, we put two movies against each other, if the movie that wins is one that you don't like, that you wish didn't win, then that movie will go back into the pile. The movie that it beat will still be eliminated, but the movie that won will have to beat another movie in order to go on to the next round. So that's your, that's your superpower. So it, it could conceivably end up giving a movie I don't like a chance to win twice. So it's a double-edged sword. Interesting. True. All right, so let's start with, uh, at random... Oh, God. <laughs> at random, Avengers Endgame <laughs> versus... Doctor Strange. Oh. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with everything that Brandon said in the last episode about Doctor Strange, but uh, Avengers Endgame is an infinitely better movie. Anybody agree? Disagree? <laughs> Rick, what about you? If, if you're uh, waiting for someone to say you're wrong, I think you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah. I yeah. think Endgame was... <laughs> Brandon's cursing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't disagree that Doctor Strange was a great movie. I enjoyed the hell out of that film. Um, I You know, I, I, when it came out, I was really done with uh benedict cumberbatch i don't i don't have I, he's he's a fine actor he's uh probably a really nice person from what i've been able to 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 gather but i was so sick of seeing him in every goddamn thing i turned on um but i enjoyed dr strange i thought you know i i, I got a kick out of the case again uh, you know Coming at this from, I knew that there was a character named Doctor Strange, and that's the and he used magic, and that's the entirety of my knowledge of the character before going into the movie. Um, I think Tilda Swinton should be in every movie ever made, every TV show, every commercial jingle. Uh, she should just be constantly everywhere. Uh, so the fact that she was in the movie is a plus. Um, but damn, up against Endgame, Endgame, you know, like what we were saying about. Avengers before uh, on, the, on the last episode, just the fact that this movie was the culmination of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, 20 plus, 20, <laughs> 21 movies. Yeah. 20, yeah, 21 20 up, movies. Up until then, yeah, 20. Not counting the Spider Man movies. Well, no, even, even the first Spider Man movie. Yeah. I mean, it was just such an amazing feat. If it had been mediocre, that would have been understandable, but it wasn't. It was incredible. It was such an amazing denouement for all of these movies. Uh, it it tied up loose ends that needed to be tied up. It opened up doors that needed to be opened. It left you weeping, mm -hmm. both with sorrow and with joy and even though there were some moments where it was like, wow, that was some really tortured logic there, but I'm still along for the ride. I loved Endgame so much that I'm afraid in this instance, I've got to go with Endgame. 
Virginia? I mean, I don't know why you had me go after all of these people who just like eloquently say everything <laughs> there is to be said about what. Um, yeah, I, sorry, Brandon, didn't really care for Doctor Strange. Um, I feel like Like, I learned about him, but I still didn't know enough about him to really care. Um, but didn't he have sort of, like, a really integral part in Endgame? Not that... Endgame. He no, did. He can't... Infinity War. In Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War. Okay. Um, but, yeah, just, like, you can't beat the culmination of every single MCU movie that's been made for the past 12 years or whatever. It just, it was so good. Yeah, and Brandon, I agree. This is not really fair because Doctor Strange was kind of a standalone movie, and this is a culmination movie. But you know, dims the rules <laughs> you know? that you made. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some jerk made these rules. I don't know, <laughs> Chris. What about you? Well, I'm sort of in the Rick camp on this. I have almost no use or had almost no use for Benedict Cumberbatch coming into this uh, because uh, the only thing I'd seen him in was um, the dumpster fire that was Into Darkness. That's not as, fair. As white con. You can't you can, you can not judge Cumberbatch on, the, Cumberbatch on that one movie. But listen, and then the, uh, the, the other thing I saw him in was an episode of Sherlock that I was watching with some friends of mine. I'd never seen, seen Sherlock before. And then I was like, oh, Moffat writes him exactly like Matt Smith's doctor. I'm out. I'm done. So I just I, – I had no, like, good association with him. So I was really walking in prepared to hate Doctor Strange because of everything I had seen Cumberbatch in before. You know, every two things that I had seen Cumberbatch in before. And um, I thought he really nailed it. I really actually enjoyed the character much more than I thought I would. And I enjoyed the movie much more than I thought I would. And I love that fight scene. Is that? No, I might be thinking of Infinity War. What's the one where he's fighting with Tony in the street? That's Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. So maybe maybe I'm conflating the two. But suffice it to say, I like the character a lot more than I anticipated liking the character. So I did like Doctor Strange. But... When you're talking about, you know, what everybody has said, the culmination of, you know, 20 plus films that you've been watching over a decade, it's hard to beat Infinity War. I think we we kind of or Endgame, we kind of know going in that that's going to be the one to beat here. Mm -hmm. It's like having a bracket with Batman in it, you know. (laughs) So anyway, um, having to pick Infinity War over Doctor Strange doesn't cast any shade on Doctor Strange. Scott, what about you? Um, it's it's a pretty easy pick. There's nothing wrong with Doctor Strange per se. I thought it was fine. Um, I didn't have a problem with uh, Cumberbatch. Um, the this the story was very um, at that point nearly paint by numbers Marvel style for an origin film. Um, but you know you you, you roll with it because it's fine. Tilda Swinton is great. I am. I have so far been a fan of Chiwetel Ejiofor in everything that I've seen him in. Oh, that name uh, just rolls off your tongue. You said it, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, he was practicing I, in the mirror before he came on. <laughs> I've I've known how to pronounce this name for over ten years, so <laughs> I I like to learn how to say the names. It's it it, it it's a hobby. Um, 
but I, he he's great. The effects were great. There's a lot about Doctor Strange that was great as a movie, but Endgame is an event. It's an achievement. In I, some people may think it's weird to to be this um, effusive about a comic book movie or a superhero movie, but it's a it, it's a filmmaking achievement to have spent this many years and this many movies building up to not just a single moment, but a, a collection, you know, three hours worth of moments that they stack on top of each other. Um, comic book movies are really, really lucky and it's a sign of incredible, uh, quality and talent for a comic book movie to make a person, uh, you know, outwardly emotional to bring someone to tears from a comic book movie is is quite a feat, and Endgame does it more than once because they have invested that much time in making you care about all these characters, and then they pay off a decade's worth of filmmaking all at one time. Um, and at, to try to give some comparison, Game of Thrones had just about as much time to build up uh, the audience's rapport with characters <laughs> and they had over twice as much uh, screen time in their final season to pay it all off. Endgame gave us three hours of stuff. The final season of Game of Thrones gave us, I think, what, six, six episodes in their six, final season yeah. to pay it off and they went in the complete opposite direction. Not only did they not stick the landing of paying it off, but they Earned a lot of audience uh, uh, investment. There are people who don't want to go back and watch uh, the previous seasons of Game of Thrones because the final season soured it so badly. Endgame d- does the opposite, does what it's supposed to. It makes you look back on the rest of the MCU and say, I may not love this movie, but it feeds into such an amazing conclusion that I respect it more. I don't think we can just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, next, uh, the next uh, two movies going up are Captain America: Civil War Ooh. versus. Please don't be Ant Man and the Wasp. Please, be... huh. Spider Man: Homecoming. Ooh. Now, like I said, I watched Spider Man: Homecoming last night. I just I wanted to watch a Marvel movie last night, and. It happened that I broke my fire stick. Um, How'd you do that? I was I, the sound bar was sitting on top of my TV. It fell off the back of the TV, landed on the fire stick, oh. and broke it. Wow. So I couldn't. It was it was either connect my laptop to my TV so that I could watch Disney Plus, or uh, just watch something that was on demand through my cable service and. Homecoming is the only Marvel movie that I could find. It's on FX right now. So uh, so we watched Homecoming. It's good. I mean, Homecoming is a really good... I mean, the arguably the best Spider-Man movie ever made if you don't include Into the Spider-Verse. Um, but Captain America Civil War, also known as Avengers Light. <laughs> I really like that movie because... 
the bad guy is kind of themselves. You know, they're, they're fighting each other. And I agree with all of them. I had things I agreed with Cap on his side, and I agreed with Tony on his side. You know, they they both had things that were uh, that were right, and they were both also wrong in other aspects and everything. So, but that fight scene with all of the heroes that we knew up to that point, and bringing in Spider Man, you know, Yoink. pretty much makes the movie. But uh, so I'd have to say I think Civil War is a better movie than Homecoming, but it's not by a very wide margin. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I'm going to take issue with you saying that Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire <laughs> is obviously the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> okay. That's in a whole nother show. Yeah. Of um, <laughs> its trilogy, sure. It's, it's funny that these two come up against each other because of all the Marvel movies. Um, these are two that are very weird for me. Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Captain America Civil War are examples of movies that do everything right. Casting, story, structure, plot, uh, pacing, editing. Like, everything about them is just dead on, and neither of them grab me in any way. And I don't know why. And I'm still trying to, because I've watched them both multiple times. I just watched Civil War again. And I'm still trying to say, why aren't I more excited about this? But I just wasn't. So that's a tough call for me. Um, it's the same thing with, with Homecoming. Um, I like Spider-Man as a character. I think he's fine. But when I saw it, everybody seemed to be a lot more excited about it than I was. And again, I cop to the fact that the movie does everything perfectly. It just wholly fails to grab me. So if I had to choose between the two, I go with something that has Captain America in it. So it's going to be Civil War. Okay. All right, Virginia, what about you? Have you seen Homecoming um, yet? I have not seen Homecoming yet. Okay. So um, just by default, I go, well, and because I love Captain America, I go with Captain America. Um, but uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you said, Sean, it's like these people who are supposed to be the good guys, but they also are very conflicted and have these different you know, aspects of their personality that maybe don't make them total heroes all the time. Mm -hmm. And how do they deal with that? And is ambiguous in the ending, if I'm remembering correctly. So you kind of don't know what happens. Yeah. Right. Doesn't have like the nice tidy little, everybody's happy except for maybe this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because by at the end of that movie, I mean, cat and, uh, Black Widow, they're they're kind of wanted fugitives at that mm-hmm. point, you know, and um, and they even make a joke about it in in, in Homecoming because they're watching uh, the coaches showing a video that's Captain America and it's at gym class or whatever, and <laughs> and he says, you know, I, I think this guy's kind of a war criminal now, but whatever. <laughs> so I guess this guy's like a war criminal now or something, but whatever. The state says I have to play this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rick, what about you? What do you think? Uh, okay, I I uh, I love Tom Holland Spider. This is Tom Holland, right? Yeah, yeah. I love him as Spider Man. I love these two new Spider Man movies. They are all all due respect, Chris. They are my favorite Spider Man movies. Um, I got no skin in this game, Rick. It's fine. They can be your favorite. <laughs> we'll still be friends. It's okay. <laughs> um, but. They don't feel like they belong to the to the to the, uh, the the kind of the through line 
I mean, it does in the sense of the, the relationship between Peter and Tony. And I know that we get Spider-Man is in Civil War. And I remember all of the politics around that and the, is it going to be, isn't it going to be, what does this mean? Does this mean Sony is giving Spider-Man back and not, or yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it was just all over the press. Um, cause, cause that's the thing, you know, uh, I, I keep going back to this just to, to reinforce that I like to, to, to borrow your phrase there. I have no skin in this game. None of these characters mean anything to me outside of. The, the 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 cinematic universe. So I couldn't care less if Spider Man was in. You know, I don't sit there and watch this, these movies and go, "Where is where's Wolverine? Why isn't he in this?" You know, my wife does that. You know, <laughs> my wife has been into this stuff. You know, forever. I you know, to me, it's all just studio wrangling and stuff. And so, to me, what matters more is is the movie entertaining. Um. And I love both of these. I, I, I have not enjoyed a Spider-Man movie as much as I've enjoyed uh, Homecoming and Far From Home ever. I, you know, I liked the, the first ones with um, Tobey Toby Toby Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Uh, I mean, you know, my first Spider-Man live action was on The Electric Company. So. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Uh, and then we had that that awful 70s Spider-Man series where they Nick like Hammond. where where he was like you know they, they'd show him climbing up the wall and it was a stuntman right cats tearing the house apart um, you know oh, I thought that was Spider-Man climbing up your wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, you'd see you'd see the stuntman trying his best not to push himself away from the wall as they're hauling him up the side of the building and stuff <laughs> you know so any any of these new ones and you know and I I liked you know and of course Spider-Man 3 was just a nightmare and a half uh, the, the the second guy that played him Andrew Garfield Andrew Garfield uh, you know I I kind of lump him in the same category as as uh, uh, George Clooney in that he was he was perfectly fine as Spider-Man, but he got two of the worst movies ever that I, I barely remember. I watched them both and I barely remember anything from them. Um, but everything in these Spider-Man movies in, in, you know, in Homecoming was great. I enjoyed it. I love Zendaya as as Mary Jane. Uh, mm, I, she's not I, Mary Jane. She's not Mary Jane. She's MJ, but they specifically said last in that movie her name is Michelle. And her initials are MJ, but she's not Mary Jane Watson or whatever. She's not? No. No, it's a different character. Oh, all right. Well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I still enjoyed her performance. I I enjoyed the, the you know, I, I have uh, uh, I have even used Night Monkey as a... <laughs> And now I know that's the other movie, but still, um, it, it just, it's a lot of fun, but civil war is, you know, it's like the spine of the MCU. It's, it's the through line. Um, and so, you know, I know we're doing this randomly and it's, you know, and it's just, it is what it is, but it, it kind of just doesn't feel like, it's comparing apples to oranges almost. Um, the Spider-Man movies really feel to me like they're outside of this, even though they're inside of it, if that makes any sense. Um, so even though I think Spider-Man Homecoming is a wonderful movie, for the purposes of tonight, I'm going to have to go with Civil War uh, just because it's setting up what is to come, whereas Homecoming really isn't doing much else to, to move that plot along. Okay. 
Scott? Um, it Civil War, hands down. Um, for for reasons that uh, everyone else already said. Uh, in addition, Civil War had a special guest appearance by Staircar, and that earns it some points. Um, and what? Arrested Development Staircar. Yes. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it in the movie, but all right. Yeah, uh, well, Captain America: Civil War, directed by uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, who had worked on Arrested Development as directors for several episodes. And uh, during the airport fight sequence, if if you keep your eyes peeled, you'll see in the background the Bluth family stair car. Gotcha. Yeah, is, this is is in there somewhere at, at the airport. That's the same reason <laughs> that a lot of um, a lot of community care. Uh, Actors show up in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yep, Joe and Anthony Russo. All right, next. Um, uh, so, so I Staircar and the introduction of Spider Man. Um, I think the only thing that that Civil War could have done better that would have made me like it even more was if they had not put Spider Man in the trailers. If that had been a surprise, when you go see the movie, you sit down and then all of a sudden, friggin' Spider Man shows up and you hadn't already seen that mo- moment in the trailers. Mind blowing. Yeah, I think I don't think less people would have gone to see it. Uh, yeah, you that might have been. been it might have had something to do with the agreement with Sony. They might have had to put it in the trailer, but I don't know. All right, Spider Man Far From Home versus Captain Ooh. Marvel. Ouch. Um. Okay, my opinion. I loved Captain Marvel. I think Far From Home was a more entertaining movie for me personally. Uh, but and that and that I really don't have anything else to say because I don't have anything bad to say about Captain Marvel. I just when I went to I went to see both of these movies and I and I had a better time watching Far From Home. And I can't really tell you why. I just I just enjoyed that movie better. Um, Virginia, what about you? You, um, you probably I haven't also seen have not seen yeah. Far From Home. <laughs> um, so going with Captain Marvel by default, but also finally glad to see more ladies in the MCU. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I thought she was totally awesome. I was not familiar with with her character at all either. I was familiar with none of these characters. Um, so it was it was great to learn about her and I had no idea she was going to show up in any of the other ones I thought it was sort of like a standalone thing like Doctor Strange or whatever Um, but then when y'all told me no you have to watch Captain Marvel before you watch the Infinity War and Endgame then it made more sense so Captain Marvel all the way girl power (laughs) (laughs) yeah if if you watch because this movie came out after Infinity War and she was in one of the extra scenes at the end of Infinity War, so we knew that she was going to have s- some part to play. No, she wasn't there. It was that uh, Nick Her Fury. Peter. Nick Fury sent her a message. Oh, know, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we knew that she was going to have something to do with in uh, game. So, uh, Scott, what about you? Um, I had to say Captain Marvel. Um, <clears throat> uh, it. A well put together movie. Um, I, haters uh, to hell with them. Uh, I think Brie Larson did a great job. Uh, really enjoyed her performance. I don't like the uh, it's some of the details that they put into Captain Marvel that I don't love. 
um, we see Nick Fury lose his eye, and I hate how he lost it. It's so stupid. <laughs> I absolutely hate it, especially considering if you're going to set it up in a Captain America film and have Nick Fury say, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye, and then you see that that's how he lost his eye, all right, Captain Marvel writers, uh, go sit in the corner for, for 20 minutes for that But one. he did tell the cat that he trusted him. I, <laughs> that's because okay, you're, I trying, you. you're trying to technically cover their ass on that one, yeah. but it was it was a poor move. It was not the right play. Um, but kudos to them for having a very realistic sounding uh, cat hork in the post credits. But I will absolutely put Captain Marvel over Far From Home. It, I, Spider-Man was a fine film. Um, it did a lot of things right, but it was, it leaned even more than Homecoming into the um, goofy, like teen comedy uh, genre, while still firmly being a, a superhero action film uh, with some dramatic moments. Uh, they they pinned a lot of their humor on uh you know just the the, the high school aspect of stuff almost it, it makes me think of john hughes not a lot but a little bit and i'm not the biggest fan of that style unless it's actually john hughes making a john hughes movie and even then i don't necessarily always love it um so as a sequel to homecoming it was fine as a competitor against captain marvel I'm, I'm definitely going to choose Captain Marvel uh, pretty much any time. I think Brie Larson is great in everything I've ever seen her. Have you guys ever seen Room? I think it was up for Best Picture a few years ago. <laughs> Not that one. I've that seen happened. I've seen a different film called No. That's the Room. Flipping <laughs> 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 movie. No, this is this is Room, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, watch it. it she plays a woman that. Uh, uh, had, she was kidnapped when she was young, and she's been been held in this uh, shit. This dude keeps her in a shed for her and most of her adult life, and she has a child while she's there. And that oh, child that is like fun. That child is raised in this room, you know. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's bleak as hell, but it's <laughs> but it's a good movie. Why would you want to watch she, just, and, just and what I need a, in these trying times? And she does a she does a great <laughs> job in that movie. Uh, yeah, and m- make it into a double feature. Follow that up with um, uh, Ryan Reynolds in Buried. <laughs> Chris, what did I call you already? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so it's Captain Marvel versus Far From Home. Far From Home, yeah. Okay. Full disclosure: I've seen both of them once in the in the theater. Haven't seen either of them again. Actually, no. I saw I saw Captain Marvel. I got it on demand because I missed it in the theater for some okay. reason. Um, I have problems with both of them. I think that Captain Marvel's biggest flaw was that it was very by-the-numbers origin story to me. And I think that Far From Home was just dumb in a lot of ways. I mean, I liked the villain, but I didn't like the ending. Um, The whole sort of trip sequence that he goes through annoyed me. Um, The fact that it just relied on weird holograms for for that's like the climax of the movie. I had I had a lot more problems with 
Far From Home than I did with Captain Marvel. And I'll tell you this. I loved Brie Larson in the role. I liked where she where she wound up at the end. And I just feel like Captain Marvel did a lot more for me as a non-Marvel guy to expand the Marvel Universe much like Guardians did and give me something that I hadn't seen before because Spider-Man is Spider-Man. He's just part of the fabric of the MCU, even though he wasn't in the MCU. So seeing him there doesn't do anything to expand the MCU in my experience. It's just putting a character that I've seen his origin 17 times into this, this property that I now enjoy. At least Captain Marvel gave me something I'd never seen before and a new character to root for. So for that alone, um, it, it gets my vote. And like I said, I really liked the character. I thought that she was a good character. All right. I think that she is a good character. I shouldn't put it in the past tense. Rick? I saw both of these movies multiple times, which is unusual for for me these days. I don't tend to watch movies more than once just because I don't have time to. Um, but what really makes these stand out, and I and I, I love them both. Um, yes, I had, I had problems with the end of Homecoming, or Far From Home, rather. Um, I hate hate, hate some of the superhero tropes that they keep doing. I hate it when you have a superhero gets their powers taken away because I don't give a shit about Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. I want Superman and Batman. So show me Clark Kent in most of the movie. I don't, I, I'm, I get bored. Um, I also hate the trope of bad guy frames the good guy so that everybody thinks he's evil. And that's exactly where Far From Home ended and I hated that. Now I don't know if we're going to get a third movie with with uh, with Tom Holland or not. I can't. You know, imagine depending on depending on the week of, of news news cycle, it's either on or it isn't. Yeah. Um, I you know, I know that that's the whole J. Jonah Jameson thing. I was just really disappointed that's where they went, but I loved almost everything else in the movie. It was a fun ride, and I watched it with I, I saw it with my wife. The week it came out, and then the next week I took my daughter to see it, and she had a great time. Um, and that, to me, means a lot. If I can watch a movie with my daughter now, and we can both enjoy it, uh, then we have a great time. She got a little scared during some of the holograph scenes, hologram scenes, but she, she was fine. Then I watched Captain Marvel. Which, now, Emily and I saw Captain Marvel in the theaters, and then Sharon... We, we own the DVD. We, we, we got the DVD. And Sharon has watched it at least three times. Um, if y'all don't know who Sharon is, she was the beginning of the show. <laughs> she's, my, she's my eight-year-old daughter. She loves Captain Marvel. She has watched, she has literally watched that movie at least three times. And it is a very important movie to her. And she's not old enough to understand how rare a movie like Captain Marvel is. Um, how uh, it doesn't play up on Brie Larson's beauty. It doesn't play up on. I mean, it does. It does deal with uh, you know the 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 crap that women have to deal with and have to put up with. Uh, you know, especially with the you know her 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 trainer, the 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 guy I can't remember the character's name. You know, with the keep your emotions under check, don't let them, you know, get, and then, you know, when she finally is like, I don't have anything to prove to you after she threw him through a mountain, that was brilliant. <laughs> um, 
I love the movie. And again, I you know I didn't know the character from Adam. I you know I I knew that there was a Captain Marvel. That's all I knew. Um, and you know my wife has filled me in ad nauseum about all of the permutations of Captain Marvel and Marvel and, <laughs> okay. and you know blah 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 blah. Um, uh, oh, who who was the the, the, the big giant head? Um, oh, I can't remember her name. She was in in uh, Mars Attacks. Uh, um, Annette Bening. Annette Benning, thank you. I loved seeing her. Uh, I loved the relationship between uh, Carol Danvers and and uh, her friend Rambo. Like Rambo, yeah. I'm, I'm, I loved the movie. I everything about it. And watching my daughter watch this movie and love it so much, uh, and di- and just get it. You know, yes, the 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 D again. I still think de aging is a bad idea. I don't think it. This was the best de aging we've seen, but it's still creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> you know, the eye thing was bad, but the florkin was awesome. Have any of y'all seen the comic? Uh, we were talking about this on the Starbase, and Ro uh, Ro Karen told me about this comic, and I looked it up. It's a it's kind of a mashup of of uh, Supergirl and Captain Marvel, where. Uh, uh, Carol Carol Danvers runs up to to uh, Supergirl as as Kara uh, um, Kara thank you um, and she's like Kara I need you to do me a favor I've got to go off planet for 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 uh, like a couple of weeks can you watch my cat and she hands uh, uh, Goose although in, in the comics he's not Goose he's Chewy uh, hand, hands Goose to to Kara and goes okay thanks you're wonderful bye and flies off. And and then there's like a panel of just Kara looking at Goose, and then she's like, "You know this isn't a cat, right?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's just great. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, uh, long story short, too late. Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. All right. Next round. <laughs> I should have had that coffee. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp <laughs> versus. God damn it. Black Panther. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> because, and, I, and, the, and the reason I cursed is because um, I am, pro- I, I don't know, I may be the only one. I really liked Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought it was a very entertaining movie. But I cannot put it over Black Panther. Black Panther <laughs> was just superb. It was just everything that I wanted it to be. And I didn't know any... I, I, I'm not a, I'm not really a comic guy. And even when I was reading comics as a kid, I wasn't reading Marvel comics. So I didn't know anything about Black Panther. But, uh... But, yeah. I, I mean, I, between these two movies, Black Panther is an infinitely better movie than Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, Virginia, what do, what do you think? Um, I agree totally. Uh, Black Panther... Uh, one thing I did appreciate about Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, especially that y'all told me to definitely watch it before Endgame, was that at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, they, like, snapped everybody away. And so yeah. he was stuck in the wherever he was Quantum for five realm, years. Yeah. Yep. And so when he got back out, it was everything was new to him. And, like, I thought this was this way and this was that way. And so by him rediscovering how things were, I'm like, Oh yeah, that did happen in that one movie. 
and I just forgot about it, you know, two months ago or whatever. So in that part, I did appreciate what they did at the end of that movie. And it was entertaining, but Black Panther, hands down, it's, it's probably probably my favorite movie out of the whole out of the whole series. Okay. Rick, I, I, I know I, cannot... I know your choice, but go ahead. <laughs> I can't tell you how much it galls me that it's Ant Man that saved the whole goddamn universe in this, this Techn- series. Te- technically it was the rat. Because if the rat okay. had, if the rat had gone left instead of right Ant-Man yeah, would have never been still, there. So. <laughs> uh, I, that being said, and if you've seen the previous episode, you know my feelings on Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man versus the Wasp was an infinitely better film than Ant-Man. Uh, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of that can be attributed to Evangeline Lilly, who I think is wonderful. Um, although, you know, more of her time on screen was spent as a CGI animation than actually her, which I found a little annoying, but, uh, um, it it was, it was all right. It was, it was better. I didn't like how the movie couldn't make up its mind. Does it want to be a madcap zany heist comedy? Does it want to be a serious film? Does it want to be silly? You know, a lot of people love that whole, the, the dude doing the narration thing. That never worked for me. I just, I don't care for it. I didn't like it. Uh, and it got, you know, it was like Wayne's World 2, where, hey, this joke worked the first time, let's do it a hundred times in the sequel. Um, that uh, Versus Black Panther, which was amazing. And again, I knew nothing about the character going in. Um, I I loved Black Panther. And again, it's a movie that Sharon, my daughter Sharon has watched multiple times uh she can i she knows the names of the characters in that movie better than i do uh and the 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 number of powerful i don't want to say strong female characters because that in itself is a is is an overused uh tropish kind of thing it wasn't that there were strong female characters it's that there were women in the movie that were fully developed three-dimensional powerful people who had their own agency who had their own power who were there as part of the team and not as just hey let's have this one character over here to you know to 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 attract the girls um you know there was there was I, I can't gush enough about Black Panther. It was easily one of the best in the series. Mm-hmm. And compared to Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's it's just absolutely no contest. Chris? Um, of course, Black Panther. And it's a lot for a lot of the same reason that I think that um, I chose Captain Marvel over um, Spider-Man. I felt like Ant-Man and the Wasp was just a movie I was watching kind of more of the same continuing the exploits of characters that I enjoyed watching the first time, but it didn't do much to significantly expand the MCU for me. It was just, um, I guess an individual entry that you could almost take or leave, not quite take or leave, but almost. And if it had done more to explore the quantum realm and sort of flesh that out and the possibilities that exist in that quantum realm, which is unique to Ant-Man, then I think it would have placed a little bit higher. But, I mean, the second I was introduced to Wakanda, forget, I was just taken away. 
And I was rewatching Black Panther on FX commercials and all a few weeks ago, and I couldn't I couldn't turn it off because it was just so new and different. Aside from everything Rick said, um, an impeccable impeccable cast doing amazing work um, in a script that served every single one of them, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and significantly expanding the MCU uh, for me in a way that was delightfully unexpected. Okay. Scott? I was very tempted to have the entirety of my contribution to this particular matchup to be one word, to just say, Yabambe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, there, are, there are just two things that I want to add. One, and obviously it's Black Panther, um, but one, while I agree with Rick that um, the use of Michael Pena's character, um, you know, narrating a series of events and then have uh, the characters he's talking about mouthing along to what he's saying. I, it, it was clever, but you don't need to do it twice. Um, and they, they had too much fun with it. And they, they were, they were too pleased with themselves in, in putting those scenes together. Uh, even though they, they were funny, they didn't have to be used that much. Uh, what I do give uh, the first Ant-Man credit for, is creating one of my favorite memes of 2020, which is Michael Pena's character in the truck updating Scott Lang on what's happened since he's been in prison. Mm-hmm. But only now he's updating him on everything that's happened in, in 2020. And I've seen that webcomic get longer and longer as more things happen and more <laughs> gets added onto it. It's depressing, but it helps here <laughs> in, in this year that is the horror. Um, but hey, I got twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, but, but hey, I got twelve hundred bucks. Um, the the other thing that um, hasn't gotten mentioned much about Black Panther, which I think is one of its uh, uh, big uh, positive notes, is one of the best villains in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael mm. B. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was great, and and not just his performance, which was outstanding, but. Um, I, this, this was a villain who had a reason for what they were doing um, mm. and the audience could understand it and get behind it even if they don't uh, like his methods more than almost any villain in the MCU it had us asking does he maybe have a point is he is he maybe the one who's right hmm. <laughs> um, and you, you don't find yourself asking that very often in the MCU usually it's uh, who's the villain? Uh, what, what was their thing? Captain America: Civil War. Half the time, I forget that the movie even had a villain because he's that unremarkable. And I see, and Rick has a look on his face of, did it have a villain? Did it have a villain? It, it did. was the real villain was each other. <laughs> um, it was um, uh, von Strucker. I no, 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 that was someone else. It was. Um, uh, Baron Zemo. He never got into a costume, but but yeah. Okay, I, I believe you. <laughs> You're right. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, there there was the the guy behind the scenes who uh, kidnapped and activated uh, the Winter Soldier. And oh, right, right, right. Okay, he, that guy. He, he was the one who who lined up all the all the pieces to get uh, Cap and Iron Man to fight each other uh, at the end. 
Mm-hmm. He, he wanted to destroy the Avengers from the inside, and he did. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else about that movie was so remarkable that you forget he was there. Um, and you also forget he was not in Black Panther, which was uh, the clear winner of this round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next round. Scott, you have to use your superpower eventually, or you're gonna we're gonna have a, a leftover here. I was half tempted to use it just to bother Rick and and keep <laughs> Ant Man in the game. We got, <laughs> we got Thor Ragnarok versus Avengers: Infinity War. Ooh! Oh wow! And. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think for a minute. Virginia, go ahead. <laughs> um, I need to think for a minute. <laughs> okay. Chris. Oh man, I like Infinity War more than I like Endgame. And oh my god, and Ragnarok is one of my favorites. Son of a bitch. Um Well shit. Um I'm going to have to go with Ragnarok. I think because of all the... It was like a breath of fresh air. I I know I sound like a broken record, but I like it when the MCU gets wacky. I feel like some of that shtick got a little old in Guardians 2, and I feel like Ragnarok, I don't know, just something with, with the way the script was written, the way they used Hulk, and just the further adventures of Thor. I mean... It's a movie that can even make me stomach Tom Hiddleston for another go around. And I'm sorry, the fact that he is just like covered in lightning, jumping through the air to the immigrant song at the end. Ragnarok for its humor and for its kick-ass ending. I think uh, I, I got to go with Thor. All right. Rick, what about you? I got, I got to agree with Chris here. Uh, Ragnarok was easily the most fun of, of certainly of phase three, maybe of all of the movies. Um, I loved how Thor became fun. You know, uh, you know, I've said before, you know, in Thor's first two movies, he was either boring or, uh, you know, boring and uninteresting are kind of in the same thing, but a little different. Um, it wasn't until Ragnarok that I thought that, oh, okay, we can have Thor as uh, a main character, as, as you know, as the, the center of the movie. But even then, he wasn't. But that's, you know, kind of... Uh, none of these solo movies are solo movies. They're all Avengers movies, just with different numbers of Avengers in them. Um, but this was my favorite Thor movie. I loved the humor of it. I love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, I even loved, uh, uh, um, Kate, Kate, it was Kate Winslet, right? No, no, no Kate Blanchett, no. Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett is Hella, which was one of the most underused, underdeveloped thrown in characters in any of these films, but she was still fun. And, uh, you know, as if Virginia could say how much she she appreciated Mr. Hemsworth, uh, <laughs> she looked awful damn good in that outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I there, there just wasn't anything I didn't like about Ragnarok. Whereas Infinity War is, you know, and again we are talking such fine degrees of difference here. So it's not like I'm saying Infinity War was a bad movie. I wa- again I watched it with Sharon. Uh, she wanted to watch it. I was like, 
okay, honey, this, you know, when, when we got to the end, she looked at me, she goes, that's the end? I said, yeah. She said, but it, it, it didn't end happy. I'm like, no, this one doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think the only, you know, Ragnarok kind of stands on its own. It, it furthers the story, but it stands on its own, whereas Infinity War is kind of like, you know when people say that The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie? And I know I when just, I say it, I say it a lot. I disagree <laughs> with that. I think it's the best made Star Wars movie, but it cannot stand on its own because it's, a, it's the middle part of the story. You can't just watch The Empire Strikes Back and, you know, cold and, under, you know, <laughs> cold off um, and, you know, and, and understand what's going on. Um, you know, it's the middle act of a three act story. So even though it may be a better film technically, I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie because it can't stand on its own. And that's what I've got to say about Infinity War. It's the opening act. You know, it, it's it's you know, it's the beginning of the end, and it it, it can't just stand yeah, on its own. By that, logic, by that logic, the Phantom Menace is by default a better movie than The Empire Strikes Back. So, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Taking the wind out of yourself. I don't. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think it's a transitive. It's not a transitive <laughs> property. I think that's the 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 facial expression of a man who realized that he just got logic trapped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think a movie. I think a movie doesn't necessarily have to stand on its own to be a better movie than another one because I mean I think to in order to be a perfect movie we had an episode about perfect movies before in order to be a perfect movie it needs to be able to stand on its own but The Empire Strikes Back can still be a better movie you can have a better a better time watching it than another movie uh, without it being able to stand on its because you know um um yeah, like Chris said, uh, you know, Godfather Part Two is better than Godfather, but you can't have Godfather Part Two without Godfather. But I didn't say better; I said best. People like to say that The Empire Strikes Back is the out of best those, Star out Wars of those film. original three. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm in that camp. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is not the debate tonight. <laughs> so. All right, Scott, what do you what do you think? Uh, it. This this one is very difficult. Um, th- these two are, are tough to separate. Um, I'll go ahead and, and say uh, spoilers because I know there's one movie left in the bowl. And I know that I, unless I'm way off the mark, either of these two is going to beat the, the one remaining film. So I will invoke my superpower and say whoever loses this round is going on to the next one and will then win because both these movies deserve to to be declared winners, uh, they're 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 both outstanding. No, no, that's it. No, that's not your superpower. Your superpower is that whoever wins this round has to go back in the bowl and fight the next movie before it can go to the next round. The loser still loses. The loser still go and gets eliminated. Wouldn't the winner do that anyway? No, the winner the winner of this round would go to the next round. But Scott's superpower is that he can take the winner and make it go up against the next movie before Ah. it can go to the next round. The loser of this round still gets eliminated. Wow, that is a tough loss. Wow, that's a bad beat. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, it is. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm sad. (laughs) I'll go ahead and tell you uh, because the, the whole time that you guys are talking, I'm going back and forth because... 
I'm just, I'm just like you. I, I, there's things about Ragnarok that I love. I love the fact that it's the first Thor, Thor movie that I enjoyed. Um, it's the... I think that... I love that they made Thor a comical character, but I think that in some scenes he was a little too stupid. <laughs> uh, and I love the fact that they're not allowed to make a Hulk movie a Hulk movie because Universal still technically owns the film rights to that character. Um, so they did the next best thing that they could. They kind of turned Thor Ragnarok into half Thor movie and half Planet Hulk, you know, mm. and uh, and told that story the best way that they could. And, and it was great. I mean, it, it's a great movie. Infinity War... I think nudges it out just a little bit just because of the fact that there's so many other characters that I love that are in this. You know, we go back to Wakanda. We've got Tony Stark and Stephen Strange going at it against each other. Spider-Man comes back. You know, all that stuff. And then and then the end of it is such a gut punch. You know that makes you oh well I'm I've definitely got to find out what happened now you know so by just the narrowest of margins my vote goes to Infinity War. I agree. I I liked Thor Ragnarok. Um, any opportunity to see both Crimson Chris Hemsworth and Kate Blanchett, I'm a happy woman. Um, but. When we got to the end of Thor Ragnar, when we got to the end of Infinity War, like I wanted to immediately watch Endgame. Like no, like it was like eleven o'clock at night, and we were like, no, we have to see what happens right now. And then y'all had to be like, no, you have to watch these other two movies. And I was like, you're not my supervisor, but we still did it anyway. <laughs> and and I was glad that we did, but it like. Infinity War was the first movie in a long time that I had been like, no, I need to see what happens next right now. Yeah. So that's why that gets my vote. All right, Scott, it's all up to you. It's two to two. Yeah. Um, I've I've been rolling it over a little bit, and I've come to two conclusions. One, the superpower sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like I, for for any of you uh, Image Comic fans out there listening, because um, this is certainly not a mainstream comic. But if anyone's familiar with the comic book Chew, it's like that. The ability to know and experience the entire life cycle of any ingredient in the food that you're eating. <laughs> That's the guy's superpower. Now, he's a cop, so he ends up using this ability and like will have a bite of a victim, and then he'll know how they died. Ew. Uh, as, oh, you know, as, as a for example. Um so it can be useful, but also kind of a curse. The only food he can eat without this superpower being activated, it, it it's involuntary. He doesn't have a choice. But the only food he can eat without getting this superpower activated is beets. And having this superpower that Sean gave me is like only being able to eat beets. <laughs> lame. Lame. Super lame. So that's point one. Point two, I've been thinking about it, and I have to go with... Uh, with Infinity War. I love Ragnarok. I thought it was great. Taika Waititi uh, puts together a fun story um, and the style that he injects into it, very 80s, it's very bright, it's very 
colorful, fast. I love his performance as Korg. Quite possibly my favorite moment in the movie is Korg running on screen as Loki vanishes, kicking the wall and saying, Piss off, ghost! (laughs) (laughs) He's going... Um, Everything about the movie is just so enjoyable. It's, It's nothing but nonstop fun. It never really brings you down. It's not depressing. It's just a ripping yarn from beginning to end. Um, the, I, the only dings that I can put against it are one, I agree, yeah, I think Hemsworth can be a little bit too um, uh, dim uh, for for who he should have been. He should be a smarter hero, but he's the doofy jock too much in this movie. He's point break in this movie too much. Um, and um, Loki, my brother. This, yeah. Well, that, that's that's uh, a, a third, a half point. I, I'm a, a bit over Loki. He didn't need to be back for this one. Um, and I think that Jeff Goldblum might have been almost too Jeff Goldblum for this movie because <laughs> he's no longer playing characters. He's just going on camera and acting the way the internet wants him to act, mm-hmm. and that's who his character becomes. And that was turned up to eleven in this one. It was it was almost too much, uh, but other than that, it's a solid film. It's so much fun, and I love the the, the title design for it. Uh, Taika's use of colors with the the greens and the purples in 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 the in the poster, it, it's beautiful. I wish I could design art the way that uh, excuse me movie poster was designed, uh, but still put that all together and it can't quite stack up to infinity war for all the reasons that i was talking about how much i loved endgame i love infinity war for the same reasons mm-hmm. it's i if you put those two together then endgame wins out because when you're talking about two great achievements in film one is just a little bit greater and that's endgame but infinity war is still what do you want at- do you want this to go to the next round, or do you want it to go up against this last movie? Because if not, this last movie is going to the next round automatically. You want to use your superpower? Um, but to do you to want move, do you want Infinity War? War up. Yeah. Well, I, I figured since I hadn't used it yet, I figured it would have to be used now. It sucks, but yeah, this great movie that I just voted for, yeah, it's going to have to okay. compete again and win. So, Avengers Infinity War against Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And if anyone says that Guardians wins against Infinity War, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a foregone conclusion, at least for me, um, that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I, I loved it. Again, it's the whole sequel thing. It's not as good as the original Mm-hmm. But it was it was still a very good, very entertaining movie. But it it doesn't hold a candle to Infinity War. Uh, Chris, did, oh, go ahead, Rick. I, is the, the only the, the only I, I don't disagree, and I don't, I don't I'm not going to go on and on and on. The only thing that Guardians of the Galaxy two did that I think is noteworthy is it brought Mantis in, and I love her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chris. Um, yeah, I think I said it before, as much as I wanted to love, love, love Guardians 2 as much as I loved Guardians, it seemed like they doubled down on a lot of the same kinds of jokes, a lot of the same kinds of humor, and it was just a little stale, almost right out of the gate. 
uh, because they were relying on the fact that you loved this. This was everything that you loved, and here it is again. And all right, I still like the characters. I still enjoy the movie. I've watched it a couple of times since uh, when it's on TV. But it's no, you know, it's no Infinity War. And I also think that Guardian, that there's the Guardians of the Galaxy are in Infinity War so much. Yeah, it's and it's almost like I think they cancel each other out because everything that happens in <laughs> Guardians Two, they kind of reiterate <laughs> in their scenes in Infinity War, so they kind of cancel each other out. But you know, the the thing is, they're they're so good at like now combining these characters that I'm having a hard time remembering what happened in what movie. Yeah, because it's all just one big continuum now. So, Scott, I, I mean, I know your vote, but um, it's it's got to be Infinity War. Um, Chris was right. They doubled down on a lot of stuff, uh, unnecessarily so. Um, I love the uh, relationship that they build throughout the course of the movie between um, Drax and Mantis. I thought that was adorable. How he just can't stop talking about how hideous that she is. Um, But at the same time, they made Drax twice as dumb as he was in the first movie because when he would misunderstand things, oh, people like that. So we have to make him dumb as a box of rocks (laughs) for the second movie because then he'll be that much more entertaining. And I, I didn't love that because he, he had some intellect. He had, uh, actual thought processes in the first movie. And the second one, he's just a series of one liners and misunderstandings, which is not the character that they showed us in the previous movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so that wasn't, great uh the 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 plot was fine but too many of those uh too many of the components that they used to make the first one they brought over to the second one um i would say the the greatest uh uh accomplishment of the second guardians movie is they had what could possibly be the most uh impactful death in the mcu that appears to actually it, they're they're not going to undo it it's not going to be a fake death that ends up they end up coming back to life but who who died in this one i forget yandu yeah yandu oh, yeah. that's I'm right mary poppins y'all mm-hmm. mary poppins y'all <laughs> <clears throat> that might be my favorite mo- moment in in that one mm-hmm. mary poppins y'all and piss off ghost yeah um, <laughs> I, I I have odd favorite moments apparently, um, but I, I didn't love the character of Yondu in the first one. But throughout the course of the second movie, he really grows on you, and they they worked really hard to to make him a likable character that you really invest in. And then you get to the end of the movie, and and that sacrifice it 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 really hits the spot. They they absolutely stuck the landing with that character's resolution, um, and uh, I'd say. Uh, kudos to them for that. It's not enough to to win this contest, though. Yeah. Um, but a, a fun fact for anyone: next time you watch, uh, ne- next time you watch Guardians Two, and you get to the funeral scene, and you see uh, Yandu is is laying there, and all the other characters are standing around him talking over uh, over the body. Michael Rooker is one hundred percent sleeping in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> From 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 his own lips, he he is sawing logs <laughs> while, while they're while they're talking over. Virginia, what about you? Um, 
y'all pretty much covered everything about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I fell asleep during that movie, so I have nothing to contribute on that front. So, yeah, Infinity War, okay. of course. Yeah, and Unk is, you know, Unk is in the chat, and he says, too much bickering, and if uh, something worked in the first in the first movie, then they just uh, did more of it. This movie could have been skipped. Also, the, the cardinal sin of making brandy by looking glass an integral part of the plot because i hate that song <laughs> <laughs> all right now all the all these movies we've already talked about so we'll just do a, a vote uh avengers infinity war versus avengers endgame <laughs> oh jesus christ uh, <laughs> my vote I you did that one on purpose my vote <laughs> I liked Infinity War better than Endgame. Um, I don't know. I I love time travel movies. Uh, some of the time travel just kind of things didn't quite work for me. You know, there was one point where they ran out of um, they ran out of the juice. I, forgive me, I pin particles. Yeah, the pin particles. They so they had one more jump, so they went back. And I'm like, well, when you went back, why didn't you just grab as much of the stuff as you wanted? Because you just get pin particles, go back, get more pin particles, go back, get more pin particles. Then you you've got infinite infinity pin particles. You know, then you can you can you can do this as much you can do all the time travel that you want, <laughs> and get these uh and get all and get the stones. But um, but yeah, sometimes time travel kind of you know it it does that. Um. Other than that, the death of Tony Stark in Endgame is a, a major uh, point for the whole series. So that kind of gives that a plus. So, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's just, it's just the narrowest of margins. I enjoyed watching Infinity War more than I, watched, more than I did in uh, Endgame. Rick's looking at me like, no way. What do you think? Uh, I, okay, I don't like time travel for the most part, uh, and I really enjoyed. Well, okay, you know how I'm always saying all I need is that one line to take the curse off something. They gave it to me in Endgame, where where they're talking with with uh, Bruce Banner, and he just he just says, you know, they're they're like, oh, it's it's like it start. He's like, no, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, all right, that's all I need. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that you know we don't have to sweat the 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 you know con- give me a reason for the inconsistencies and I'm right there. I loved Endgame. Uh, I think it was a beautiful finish to a fantastic series, and I I've got to go with Endgame. Virginia, this is a really hard one because <laughs> in my mind they're basically um, the same movie. They're just a, and one's just a continuation of the other one. But well, it's like trying to pick a, a Lord of the you know Lord of the Rings is is yeah. one novel broken up into three into three books. Try to pick which one of those is the better book. It just yeah. doesn't. Fellowship. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Virginia. I fell asleep during all of those too. Um, I don't know. Like I liked how Infinity War automatically had me like what in the f just happened and how do i find out how it gets resolved and then i watch how it gets resolved and like okay that has a great resolution but i don't have that what the f just happened feeling 
I don't know. I guess I like I guess I like in game better. I like having the resolution and seeing how everything ended up. Okay. Chris? I'm the opposite of Virginia. I like I like the setup more than I like the denouement, and I think that's just me. I just like coming up to a certain point and saying, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" Um, it's the same reason why I love Back to the Future too. When he runs around that corner, Doc sends him back, and he says, "I'm back from the future," and it's just like you know, m- mind blown. I felt that way um, in Endgame when everybody. Uh, I'm sorry, an Infinity War when everybody disappeared. The only thing that Endgame had going for it that I liked better than Infinity War, well, a couple of things. Um, Clint was back in it, and I love Hawkeye. I liked that Clint and Nat had some scenes together before um, before what happened to Black Widow happened to Black Widow because those are two of my favorites in the MCU. So at least they had some some time together before the end. Um, the other thing is uh, something that you guys already touched upon. You telling me that Back to the Future is bullshit? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was a lot of good lines. A lot of the way that they explain time travel in the movie worked very well for me. But at the end of the day, I felt like the time travel stuff was just kind of self-indulgent, so that Tony could go back and see his dad so that they could get Loki back into the MCU for the TV side of things. So it was just like, we're going to time travel and hijinks ensue. Um, And they kind of screwed up the entire timeline that they so carefully built over the last 10 years. So I don't even know where we sort of stand in the MCU when it comes to that stuff any longer. Um, I love the way Cap got his happy ending. I know a lot of fans didn't like that. They thought it was sort of a betrayal of the character. I love that Cap had Mjolnir. And I thought that was an amazing sequence. When he caught that hammer, it was just like, yes! But mm-hmm. at, at, at the end of the day, the snap at the end of Infinity War and the way the characters had come together and just being left hanging was a better movie going experience than having to say goodbye to everybody in the end all right scott it's two to two um it's it's gonna have to be uh end game it uh, they're, they're both great end game has uh more of those of those wonderful uh perfect little moments uh cap running the uh the support group for uh, people who um, are having trouble uh coping with with the snap um, I thought that was great, and to have, to have one of the directors in the support group, as, and they make it very clear in the dialogue as a gay man talking about like the first date that he's been on since, uh, since the snap five years ago, and they they don't call a lot of attention to it. It's just there. That was a, a, a wonderfully subtle uh, uh, detail that they that they wove in there. Uh, Ant Man seeing his daughter and his daughter seeing him for the first time in five years, thinking that he was dead. That oh, heart-wrenching scene. It's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, time travel. You know what? I don't care how it works. Just tell me how you want it to work in this movie, and I'm just going to go with it. Trying to trying to force a movie to explain time travel in a way that, quote, makes sense to you is a loser's bet. <laughs> the, no one's going to win on that one because time travel, A, it's not real, and B, it can't make sense. It never will. There's no way for it to make sense. If you try to time travel, you're going to basically destroy the universe because there's no way to actually pull it off. So to expect a movie to make sense out of it, 
it's not going to happen. So just let them tell you how they want it to work and go with it. Like the movie Ghost. He can walk through walls, but he can still walk up a set of stairs. What? How does that work? It doesn't. Just accept it, and you'll be a lot happier in your life. Um, I agree. Yes, Cap getting his hands on on the hammer. Stand up and cheer moment in in the in the theater. Everyone loved it. I loved it almost as much as I loved the the moment where after ten years we finally get to hear Captain America say, "Avengers." <laughs> Assemble. Yeah. All Perfect. right. This All next those one, little moments. This, ne- this next one, let's just vote because we're at over two and a half hours now. We need to <laughs> we need to wrap things up. So, Captain America: Civil War versus Captain Marvel. I'm I'm going with Captain America: Civil War. I think it's a better movie. Captain Marvel. Okay. Virginia. Captain Marvel. Okay. Scott. It's close, but um, Captain America. Ooh, two to two. Chris. Marvel. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm fine with losing this one. All right. <laughs> uh, and then, for some reason, we've got a straggler. So it's just going to go to the next round. And I'm adding in the winner of phase one and two. We're gonna have we've got we've got uh, Avengers Endgame versus Black Panther. Uh, Rick. Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> it's random. Endgame. Endgame. All right, Virginia. Black Panther. Ooh, okay, Scott. Nothing against Black Panther, but it's got to be Endgame. Um, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Endgame, Chris. It's Endgame, though. I mean, okay. so even if I said Black Black Panther, it's still Endgame. Okay. All right, and then we've got Captain Marvel, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's the winner from Phase One and Two. Uh. I'm voting Captain Marvel on that one. I love Winter Soldier. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great movie. Like I said, it's the first one that's not technically, it's not as much of a superhero movie, but yeah. Okay, Rick, what about you? Captain Marvel. Virginia? Captain Marvel. Scott? <laughs> Again, Captain America. And Chris? Superfluous. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last round. Captain Marvel versus Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Rick is cursing under his breath. <laughs> uh, Avengers Endgame. I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah, Endgame. I just realized. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know why we had a straggler. For some reason, uh, Far From Home didn't make it into this list. It wouldn't That's have won. Okay. It wouldn't have won. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott. Endgame. Virginia. Endgame. Chris. 
Endgame. Okay. And that's not even sacrificing Marvel because she did amazing stuff. In oh Endgame. yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was, so that, that's that's why I I don't feel bad about about voting Endgame because everybody got their moments in Endgame. So in our opinion, and I kind of figured it was going to go this way. In our opinion, <laughs> the very best movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um. So that's uh. Which, again, in and of itself, that's got to say a lot when it's hard to make even one sequel as good as the original. This is a what a um, uh, a a twenty third quill. Yeah, yeah, is better than all of the movies that came before. Yeah, is what this uh, contest is telling us that. Well, it's just the 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 consistent quality of these movies have has been unprecedented in you know i the only the only film series i think that even comes close to to this would be james bond and even that is nowhere near oh and there, as, there's, some know, bad, there's some bad there's some bad there's a lot bond. of bad james bond movies. <laughs> it's the long but I'm, just, I'm just talking the longevity of it yeah I mean, that's, that's all it has on on the mcu is this longevity yeah all right rick why don't you let everybody know where they can find you Go to starbasecommand.net. You can find Starbase 66 and open the iris and infinite diversity and analyzing Doctor Who and Trechnobabble or just kind of watch Cap uh, the Cosmic Potato. I tend to be there too. All right. Virginia? Um, sorry. You can find me here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network where I co-host a show with my boyfriend Shane called Wait You've Never Seen where we talk about movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. Scott? Uh, Various places here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, including my own show, The Prime Direction, which you can also find on Twitter, at PrimeDirectPod. In addition to podcasting, I also do uh, freelance graphic artwork, which you can find online at www.planetrisecreative.com or look me up on Twitter, at PlanetRise. And Mr. DeFilippis. You can find me, as always, on the Quantum Leap podcast with my co-hosts, Matt and Allison. Uh, we are at quantumleappodcast.com. All right. And that'll do it for this episode. Everybody, uh, stay tuned. And announcer Nate will let you know how you can contact us, um, all that good stuff. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say... Anyone else think it was weird that Ice Cube was in Boys in the Hood, but he didn't play the guy named Trey? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did John send that to you? He did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. You can contact us by joining our Facebook group, following us on Twitter, or sending an email to CosmicPotatoPod at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Be sure to join us again next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Thanks everybody. Uh, All right, be- before we go, since we didn't have time to talk about what we're what we're watching, I got to know, Scott, what was the thing you wanted to see? <laughs> you wanted to bring up. <laughs> so I I took the time because I didn't know it was available uh, in a uh, more or less movie format, um, but 
this is a stage production and it, you know multiple cameras uh lots of editing and uh you know professionally recorded sound and i don't think they did it in front of an audience <clears throat> um i think it was just a, a a dry performance on stage that they filmed and then cut it into a movie the sequel to Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God, Love Never Dies. I have heard, okay, you know, uh, you've heard me talk about, you know, at the beginning of the quarantine, Webber went and said, hey, let's put some of our shows out and, you know, to raise funds for, for whatever. Mm-hmm. And they did Joseph and we missed that one. And then they did Phantom. And that was the first time I'd ever seen the stage version of Phantom. And then we're like, do a Vita, do a Vita, do a Vita. And the next, the next week was that goddamn show. <laughs> Did you watch and, it? No, of course not. <laughs> I have heard more disparaging comments about that play than I have about Cats. And Cats is almost universally reviled in the theater community. <laughs> I mean, it, I, Cats holds a place in history. And it's not like it's bad. But yes, at, it is. At, at this point, people have just grown to hate it. Uh Love never died. I walked died, out of right? Cats at intermission at a professional tour. Do you know? I, do you know the story of Love and Never Dies? Do you know what happens in it? Do you know how it ends? Nope. Oh my god! Nope. All right, so Phantom of the Opera, eighteen ninety-five, Paris, at the Opera House. It's grand. It's a love story. It's uh, you know, it's it's tragic and it's moving, and a lot of the music is very famous. And then there's the sequel, where Andrew Lloyd Webber apparently has forgotten how to write a compelling uh, uh, refrain uh, or an interesting-sounding uh, musical hook. I, I'm not a fan of Sondheim, and it's it sounded like Andrew Lloyd Webber was doing his best Sondheim impression, where Sondheim doesn't do you know, melodies that you can remember and that you find yourself whistling throughout the rest of the day. It's just, you know, notes that just kind of wander around until you get to the end of the stanza. That's, that, that's what his music is. And that's what the sequel to Phantom ended up being just a lot of, you know, wandering, wandering notes. Um, so Christine from Phantom, uh, her husband, Raul, and their 10-year-old son, Gustav, are summoned to America, are summoned to America to audition for Hammerstein. And it turns out it was uh, a ruse because the Phantom has already moved. (laughs) Yes, the Phantom was already secretly smuggled to America by Madame Giri and her daughter Meg 10 years before. And he's been he's been building something over those ten years, and I don't want to say what it is quite yet because it takes away from the impact of this statement. The ending of the show, spoilers. Christine, having been shot in the stomach by Meg accidentally, dies in the arms of the Phantom after professing their true love for each other, and she dies on a footbridge behind the Phantom's freak show at Coney Island in 1910. Okay. Wow. That that was great. From the Paris Opera House to Coney fucking Island. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, well, guys, Thanks, I'm podcast Weber. edit. <laughs> Do what? Thanks, Weber. That, 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 was, that was good stuff. I watched that whole goddamn movie. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Sean is having fun. Yeah, I'm just playing with everybody's names. <laughs> I appreciate my new name. Thank you. <laughs> I like that you put in both T's for mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. I'll talk to you later. Although my, my name could have worked for Chris last time he and I were on the mic together. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Gotta go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys.